What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a television producer as well as reality star who you may recognize from the show, All About Mike. And I cannot wait to get to know him better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Michael Riggins. Hey, How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, How are you? Hey. I love that intro. Welcome me, welcome me. <laughs> open arms, big open okay. arms. How are you doing, love? I'm doing good, I say. I'm doing good. Today's a good day. Today's a good day. Good. I'm happy to hear it. How are you? I am feeling good. I am always in some amount of chaos, but, you know, functioning chaos is the best chaos, so I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to from 2023? Um, bigger paid opportunities. Because everything else you can kind of conquer is just getting those big opportunities with a check attached seems to be a far reach. I totally relate to that. I'm going through those things as well, where it's like I'm seeing a lot of opportunities come across my desk and things that can happen with all of which I'm grateful for. You know, I feel like I'm back in the early 90s, back when, back, back when people were interning for shit and, you know, doing all of that type of stuff. But then the 32-year-old at my big age is like, but... It's the first day of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Like, girl, what a corner. Like, Bill. Oh, okay. So, I feel you on that. Totally feel you on that. Oh, my goodness. Not alarms going off. That's professional. My apologies. <laughs> you know, I'm doing what I can. You know, I'm trying to hold it together. Uh, <laughs> what are you most looking forward to leaving behind in 2022? Um, I already left it good um i left it i left the negativity i left the not really reaching my full potential with things because i didn't want to make others think i was not humble um in certain energies i'm not gonna like try to see through that and see the person i'm gonna see the energy and just immediate no Mm. that's about it though that's about it but those are the main things that i struggle with in 2022 
um was yeah but in 2023 i'm not not at all sorry not at all you can roll your eyes along and i'm done with you (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like my 28th birthday (laughs) what happened i woke up and i just felt like a completely different person i just literally like no became a complete sentence for my 28th birthday with an exclamation and i've never looked back I've never looked back. (laughs) Like, it has just been, no. No and no thank you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, (laughs) for the people who don't know you, Mm -hmm. let my audience in on who is Michael Riggins. I am fun. I am that bitch. Like, let's be real. (laughs) If nobody Mm -hmm. else gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. But no, I'm, I'm fun. I'm an author. Um... I've created a couple of YouTube shows, which are now on streaming networks. Um, author, radio show host, good friend, loyal friend, good boyfriend, soon-to-be fiance. That's in the works. Um, yeah, just all around good person. Like I'm still trying to figure out who I am as well. It's an everyday learning process. I learn something about myself every day. But, you know, yeah. I love that. So, when did you fall in love with television? Um, mm, television, that's, the, I'll say reality TV, maybe. Because television mm-hmm. has always been there, because, you know, you had your cartoons and things like that. But as far as, like, wanting to get involved, it happened with reality TV around 2005, when Keisha Cole had hers. That's what Love. Love. The way yeah. it is, it's one of the yes, greatest reality yes. shows ever. That's absolutely you not, you never saw people who were already famous walking on camera with no makeup, hair wasn't combed. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. Keisha was on that show raw as anybody else. She walked on that bitch with no makeup on, honey, sunglasses in her hair. She said, child, we all do it together. We all figuring this shit out. Okay, Frankie and Efforturia as well, okay? Exactly. Shout out to both of them. Rest in peace, Frankie. Yeah. But yeah, that's where, that's where it started for me. And then I just fell in love with it because I saw the the realness in it. Did and you I was like, this? I can go ahead. I'm sorry. No, sorry, please. And then I was like, I can. I, I want to do that, but I, I'm not with my family. Like, I want to do it with some friends. Nice. Oh so, yeah, that's what sparked that. So, did you find your way into reality television through through in front of the camera, or did you step into the production side first? It was both because I was production because I had to buy all the materials. And then I was mm. the, the talent because I of everything that I was involved in already. Mm. The radio, the, the books and hosting things. So it was the best of both worlds. Nice. So. Now, which do I prefer? I prefer that was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, it's kind of like I'm about to eat my words because of this project that I have coming. But I prefer behind the scenes now. Or if I am going to be talent, I don't want to be nothing but talent. I don't want to be the director, the producer. I don't want to plan scenes. I don't want to do call sheets. Nothing. Just talent. So, production. So, what do you think is the most challenging part of juggling the the responsibilities of being behind and in front of the camera versus juggling the personalities that are involved in front of and behind the camera 
Um, for myself, it's the financial part of it because you constantly have to buy something or you have to rent something or you have to pay for this or pay for that. Um, battling personalities. Um, I don't know if you know, but I was the original creator. I won't say creator, but founder. Um, an EP of G Status LA. So that 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 was a whole yeah, but whatever. So I I was the creator of that franchise for LA. Um, but it became too much because of scheduling, people not showing up, the money issue, and just not having that like full support. Behind What's the, the status of the show now? If you can speak on that. Um, I can speak on it because um, that's something I left in 2022. Um, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know the status of the show because an incident happened with me and the ex-cast member and I ended up leaving the show and taking my videographer with me. And some of the cast members as well were still cool. Um, but I don't I don't know. Like From what I heard, it's no longer because they, they recast it and uh, there was a new EP, but then that fell apart as well. So I don't know. I don't know. As of right now, there isn't one. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, my reaction is because of... We'll speak about that off camera. Anyway. Sure. Um, yeah, we can. Right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's there's more, but yeah. But yeah. Yeah, because I had a personal reaction that I was like, well, I, 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 can't, I can't talk about that. Anyway. Um... <laughs> What do you think is your technique or your recommendations when it comes to being a producer, setting professional boundaries with your cast? That, now, I will say, like, I was used to doing my own show. So I, things were my way. But when it came to 10 other personalities and 10 other schedules and 10 other stories to tell, it became a challenge for me because I was so used to being in control and not really listening to others. Um, Ooh, that's that's a hard one. The challenge, is, <laughs> the challenge is, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's just okay. Let me put it like this. I'm gonna stop sugarcoating. Working with the gays is hard. Yes, it is. Because if they don't get their way, it becomes a bloodshed, messy battle for no reason. And I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't because that wasn't where I was coming from. You know, I thought I was doing the best that I could do. So, well, what was the question again? I think I got sidetracked because you used to take me off the record. <laughs> Literally, I understand what you're saying, but um, it was just more so like setting professional boundaries with your castmates. Mm. How, like, how do you question. how yeah. do you go about that? Now, I always was professional. Like, you can ask any of them. It's just one cast member, and I think everyone has that one cast member where you just you don't mesh. Even though you try to put the business first, emotions does play a part because you're spending your money, you're using your time, you, it's it's all on you. So it's like, I want to be respected. 10 million percent. So, yeah. Oh. But I always kept a professional, like, I, I, yeah, it's just that one cast member that we'll talk about off air about everything, but yeah. Mm-hmm. totally knew, feel you on that yeah the cast was the cast i wasn't involved in their mess and i mean i knew about it of course i was a producer i had to create it create a story but i wasn't involved 
Right. That makes perfect sense. Now, jumping back into your personal reality television experience, talk mm-hmm. to me about the creation of All About Bike, how you put that together, and what was the initial focus and vision for that project? Well, I'm going to start off by saying one of your um, past guests actually helped bring that dream and vision to life, Mr. Mark with the Q. Love him. Shout out to Mark. Yeah, I was living in um, Atlanta at the time and I had seen him on the way up and I had reached out to him and I already had the show episode, like seven episodes, four scenes in each episode, we wrote all that typed up. So I gave it to him and he saw the vision and COVID happened. So Mm -hmm. we had to, you know, Atlanta shut down or the things that we wanted to do, we couldn't. Um, so we used what we have at that time. And at that time, it was Michael's going through something with his boyfriend and they're trying to move to LA. Is it going to work? So we played on that storyline. Yeah. Okay. So was that your first show that you put together? Or was that just the day for a show that you were the talent slash producer slash... That was the the first completed show that I've done on my own. Okay. So going back to your first experience with having your own show, putting all of the things together, Mm -hmm. what was those first initial filming days like for you? Um, it was, it was scary in a sense, because it was like, okay, I'm on camera, but I have to act like that I'm not on camera. So it was like, I can be myself, but then I have to remember I'm a personality as well. So it was it was right. kind of nerve wracking because it was like, I didn't know what to do. And then I had my boyfriend involved and then certain things like, yes, yeah, reality show, but then certain things I can't say, but I don't really want to say, but I have to remember him, his family, his friends. And it was a lot like that, that first season in Atlanta for me was a lot it was I don't even watch it back like after it was out it was out I didn't even really it was it was emotional like just because of what I was going through talking about the complexities of that because the first season was about you and your boyfriend moving to LA and you so how do you go about knowing and establishing like what you can and can't say what you want to protect what you want to put out there how far to go in scene Mm-hmm. And how was balancing that in the actual moment of filming while cameras were rolling? Um, because I know him and I know how he is. So out of love and respect, I held back. Whereas if I'm with an ensemble cast, I go full throttle, um, which which I've done when I was a part of a reality show that's on YouTube. Um, but it was just out of respect and it's still like, I'm still in this relationship. Mm-hmm. So I have to remember like, yeah, you want to be authentic. Yeah, you want to be transparent. But some shit you just don't. You just don't. Because they're already going to tear you apart anyway in comments and whatever. So, you know. Not true. It's a respect uh, thing. Sure. Are you still doing that show now? I've done season two. Season two has um, been out last year. We did season two here in LA. Nice. Seven episodes, yeah. And where can the people find this specific show? Because I'm, because I remember you um, saying that you had a couple shows that ended up on, uh, on a couple different networks. So I want to go through and kind of speak on each one if I can. 
Well, both the seasons are on ACTV. Nice. Both seasons are there. Yeah. Okay, dope. Congratulations. Yeah. Both seasons are there. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's jump into your ensemble cast experience. <laughs> what was this show? <laughs> By that laugh, I could tell you are ready for the shit. Hey, <laughs> Because this, this, even though the show is done and whatever, it's this this conversation still comes up, but with people. But yeah, but yeah. So just in a hindsight, a hindsight touch on just to run through all of the notches in your belt. What was this show? It was the Hot Boys of Hollywood. Okay, and what brought you into this fold and into this cast? Um, I the title drew me in first of all because that's all you know when you're auditioning. So the title drew me in because I already knew I was out here grinding and working. Um, so my my definition of a hot boy was someone who was grinding and working. It wasn't about the the appearance in itself. So that's why I auditioned. Well, shit, I didn't audition. I just reached out to the the creator and we met up and it was on and popping. Nice. So talk to me about that filming process versus doing your own show and what the benefits Um, and similarity, well, the benefits and the advantages were on either side, if you can point to. The advantage was, it was like filming my own show because my good friend, who's also my videographer and my producer here, was in all of my solo scenes and we were filming like crazy and I was I was directing my own scenes even though it wasn't my show so it was like my show it's just when we got around the group it was a little different because at that point I was talent you know the advantage yeah so the advantage was I had total creative control over my solo stuff okay yeah okay which I ended up getting a message saying hey we gotta stop filming you gotta let the other guys film some because we have enough work scenes for you but we'll pick up when we take the group trip (laughs) Mm. okay (laughs) so comparing you being in creative control of your solo scenes and then having to relinquish a little bit of that when you get into the group (laughs) how often did you feel differently about situations that happened during the course of the season that you know you didn't have that creative control over watching those scenes back once they aired um honestly living through them it was I didn't even take it serious because I knew where it was coming from I understood the assignment Mm -hmm. so I I knew something was going to be said about you and your relationship because that's how it goes in the gay community it's always oh your boyfriend was cheating or I saw you do something or something 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 so I was I was aware so I was aware gotcha. um yeah I I, I I understood the assignment because like I said I've studied I've studied reality TV and when this show came along we already had the chasings and the G status and all that so I was aware of what, how it goes and what was going to go on okay that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So when when a, when something came like, oh well, I seen your or you you cheat on your boyfriend or something like that. Whole time, like after we film that scene, I go home. They talking about you cheating or I'm, they saw me do this or they saw me do that, and we laugh it off. 
because we mm. know like we've never seen y'all before we moved to LA. Y'all don't even know who we were before we moved to LA. Very that. Yeah. So. so speaking of your cast, man, mm-hmm. um, what percentage of those people would you say were or would you consider to be actual friends in real life versus people you just showed up, made a show with, and are just your coworkers? One hundred percent of the cast I just showed up and did a show with. I see. I love yeah, that. I met them. I met them when we had that first group scene at the wine tasting. I didn't know these guys before. I've never seen them before. They didn't have my number. So I walked in not knowing anyone. I knew of Rock because he was mm-hmm. on like the come up ATL in some like independent gay films. But other than that, I didn't know anyone personally. That's why I didn't trip off of what was going on because we don't know each other. Well, it was giving very Dre and Michelle basketball wives. It was giving very Dre and Michelle basketball wives. For sure. Love that. For Love sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a dynamic that you prefer? Would you rather go through reality television with people who you consider to be your friends? Or would you rather just show up, clock in, do your job, and go home? I would prefer more authentic. Going in, clocking in, doing my job, and go home, that relays because that's my mentality. So I don't put any effort into getting to know you. Certain In certain situations that's supposed to be blown out of proportion, it doesn't get there with me because I understand what we're doing and why. So I can't put on that front of acting a fool and throwing a drink because it then becomes acting because I know what's going on. But if it was like a genuine friendship and something came about, it's like, wait a minute, Rich, now we, we real friends, like where this come from? So, yeah. Sure. Do you think you would rather bring a friend on camera or make a friend on camera? I've done. I brought a friend on camera. Um, he was on, like I said, he was on High Boys. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind making a friend, but they have to be of something. Not just of the mess. Like, why Why would I want to be friends with you? What could you get from me? What could I get from you, you know? Sure. That makes perfect sense. Comparing having your own show to being on an ensemble cast, what did you take away from the reception of the audience when it came to those shows airing and how were they different or similar? Um, my my personal show, believe it or not, when I talked to people, they was like, I liked it. Like it was real and raw. When it came to the group show, it was a little different because of the storylines. When it came to the group dynamic, it was more so of like it just seemed like scripted in a sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I just yeah, the group the group was more of like that. The comments wasn't really, you know, comments are gonna be comments when there's a gay show. Sure. So even though I knew that whatever was going on while we were filming wasn't really bothering me, when they watched it back, they can tell that oh, you were sitting on that information when you said it or something because like I said. We wasn't real friends, so I already went in like, I know what's going on. That makes perfect sense. So, what do you think has been the hardest thing for you to film as a... What do you think has been the hardest thing to film for you just as a reality star in general? personal no specific show. With, the, uh, with the cast um I'll let you choose based on what immediately comes to your mind what's the most instinctual 
my solo stuff mm-hmm. because it's not it's not clouded with a bunch of drawn out drama it's a real story that you can relate to and understand makes sense how are you better fulfilled are you better fulfilled as a producer or as talent mm-hmm. both both there are times when I'm like okay I want to be on the screen but there are times when I'm like All right, I'm being behind the screen like with G status I was totally behind the screen but I was still I was still good I was still happy because I was creating hey which I'm so, so upset going- about like uh, G status we were like four episodes deep we were doing it but go ahead so going forward do you think you'll lean into a specific preference into your new um pro- and to your new project or do you think you'll continue to balance both my new project I'm strictly talent but with the streaming service or network I should say I am looking to pitch shows but for my initial project breaking into that network I am strictly talent not that how far are you into that project and is there anything that you can give the listeners a teaser on or a what to look forward to on? Um, I can't say too much only because nothing has really been out there. I will say that um, it's a streaming service like Zeus Network mm-hmm. but some of the content isn't as rowdy and it's it's, um i'm not saying all that their content won't be but the show Mm -hmm. that i signed on to was i don't see it getting that way just because whose show it is and Mm -hmm. i mean i'll be i'll I'll say whose show it is because nothing has come out yet but when it does whatever it's ray j and raz b show but that was my guess in my mind but i wasn't gonna say anything because i was like i was too bro anyway but Team. You gotta start saying what's on your mind. You gotta start saying that. You know, I just, you know, I, I know how, you know, I, I, I didn't know what was in your NDAs or like what you could and couldn't say, what you could and couldn't mention. So I didn't want to like just throw it out there and be like, hey, Dodge Network. And then be like, you know, bitch, I can't say shit. Which I, which I mean, in theory, I could always just cut it out. No, nothing was said. Nothing's nothing said. We didn't tell the premise of the show. We didn't say the name of the show. We didn't say when we were filming. We didn't say where we were filming. We didn't say what was airing. Like we're we're good. Hey, well, congratulations. Love that for you. Yes. That's God. So without giving away too much, how do you think this project will stand up to as well as stand apart from the other shows that are in a similar space? Um, I don't know, honestly. Hopefully, it's taken serious just based off who's attached. I already know just based off who's attached, it's going to get publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I can only do what is expected of me and sometimes what's unexpected of me because I know I'm making TV. Of course. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. What keeps, Of course. What keeps you up at night? Um, overthinking mm. overthinking but I sleep beside my man so most of the time I'm asleep hey boyfriend <laughs> word 
but no overthinking sometimes i'm like i want to do this i want to do that and my mind is racing like bitch i live in la there's no reason i shouldn't be why am i just driving and riding past the houses on the hill why am i not there you know so hey what do you fear more success or failure failure which I shouldn't fear because I've I've experienced it I really haven't experienced like full on like success success like I had that independent success but I haven't had that mainstream success Mm -hmm. where the money rolls in and the opportunity rolls in and I don't really have to like I can be my own boss like that hasn't happened yet okay so in the context of life or death which which do you fear more um death because it's unknown in life I see what's going on <laughs> that's fair that's I true. always say ah, ah, ah. I always flip the perspective on that because like with me death is really something that I'm not even going to experience it's just going to happen to me and then mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to react to it true. whereas life life happens to you every day and you have to deal with it Mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's like that just brings so much more anxiety for me <laughs> but but I get where you're coming from yeah it's like I don't I don't I can't feel the unknown like I don't know I just don't I just don't I just don't I mean cause we all have to die you know I appreciate that we all have to die but like you say you won't get to I won't get to experience death like those around me will experience it because I'm gone, so they're dealing with it and grieving with it. But for me, I won't. Yeah. So yeah. Would you rather be famous or known? I'd rather be known. I Fame dies, and you got to continuously do something to stay there. Mm-hmm. But if someone knows you and you're known for something, that's that's it. They'll know you forever. Yeah, they'll know you forever. Good or bad reputation, they know you. You know, I agree with that. What is reality? What has reality television taught you about people? Trust no one. Trust no hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Trust no one. <laughs> I love that. What have you learned about yourself through experiencing reality television, both as a producer and a talent, versus just watching it? As a producer, I've learned to not be so hard. Take it easy. It's independent. It's my budget. Like, just do what you can. Um, As talent, I've learned to remain authentic. You don't have to be the loudest in the room. Ooh. Say say that again for the cheering in the bag. Yeah, just be authentic. You don't have to be the loudest in the room. Because, yeah. Period. Because that's something you gotta that's something you gotta keep up and keep up and keep up and it gets draining after a while. So it's like, what's next from you? And How do you people, grow from there? Yeah, and those people who have to be the loudest in the room, they always end up being caricatures in themselves. Period. Always. They never remain authentic. <laughs> and then they most of the time don't even get brought back. So it's like, child, you did all that for nothing. Very bad. <laughs> I, I just got finished while, um, while I touched in the entire season of Baddie South the other day and 
they need to start when I was bad, bro. Like, that, that shit was crazy. <laughs> I'm watching West now only because it's just entertaining. It's like, it doesn't ex- inspire me to do anything. It's just entertaining, you know? Yeah, I think that's what I need to. I, I think that's why I started watching it is because I need something that has no connection to what I actually mm-hmm. do. Like, I would mm-hmm. never do that type of television. So I think I needed something that was like, that has no personal connection to me. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm just watching this for the sake of watching it. Exactly. Yep. Do you think you found yourself yet? I have not. Mm. I have not. Life is still, life is still lifing for me. I love that growth and prosperity is just on the horizon yeah. every day at each step I don't understand when people be like I found myself then 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 life is over because what's next for you tell me about it I you know I try to recognize that and be like okay well if you found yourself now now my so then like my like follow-up question is like what do you do with that right. what do you do with that person that you found where does that person right. go now right. like what do you do with this found individual how do you turn that into something right exactly. and and in that thought process what does the person that you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect knowing all that you know now be patient with yourself be kind to yourself because in my early days, I just wanted it. I wanted it. Give it to me. I want it. I'll buy the camera. I'll buy this. I'll buy that. Let's just do it. But nothing was thought out. Nothing was was planned. Nothing was, what's the reason? What's the purpose? What's your end goal? So now I'm, I'm fully aware of why are we picking up this camera? What's the purpose of this project? That's why I'm not just signing on to any more projects. That's just because it's it's available to me. What's the purpose? What's the outcome? What's the goal? Oh, but wait a minute. Here's my fee because I've done this already. So now I need a fee. Hello. We love the bottom line. Period. No more, no more, <laughs> no more clicks and likes. And I'm not gaining anything from it. So no. I love that. What do you think is the biggest misconception about you? That I am. I'm, shit. It's so much. <laughs> Girls be finding stuff, honey. I guess I'm not humbled or or um distant i'm i'm mean i'm shady all the things yeah i don't i don't know there's so much that is missed you know what i think that is what's that i think that you're prepared for this industry there are certain people who you can tell study their craft and there are certain people who you can tell see it and they just want to be it but they don't Mm. actually know what goes into it Mm. and I recognize that a lot because I think that's like that's one of the things that I pride myself on is like I don't invite people on that I don't know anything about like I actually research my guests I'm very prepared in what I'm doing like mm-hmm. I have you know like what I'm saying and so like I've actually really studied the industry that I want to walk into and I can kind of tell that just by the way that you answer questions you speak in very specific sound bites like you speak like you've had media training right and that comes along with whether you've actually had media training or not that kind of comes along with you studying the industry and learning how to maneuver throughout the business in the most effective yet concise way possible yes that that. now now with all of that being said that comes off bitchy to somebody who doesn't know what that is 
that's what I was trying to get to. Like I say all of that to, to, to say people who are that specific, that concise, that matter of fact, they come off bitchy to people who don't know that you're just maneuvering because the industry is literally just the snap of a finger. Hmm. Hmm. So but I yeah, personally man. commend you on being a bitch. A period. <laughs> period. Straight into the point. Period. Yeah. Because there was there was a time when I wasn't and there was a time when I was a bitch. But now I'm a bitch. So it's like it's two different levels of bitch. Yeah. And so I'm not quote, that bitch I used to be. Very bad. And there's a quote, I can't remember who says it now, but I'm sure that I'll remember it as soon as I hit in recording. Um well behaved women are seldom rewarded. Mm. So, do with that what you will, children. <laughs> but you know what I, else I've learned? I've learned that people are gonna have a comment or or something to say about you, regardless. Like that's another thing I've learned throughout yeah. this whole reality and radio world. Like they're always going to have something to say. So it's like, just just do you. You ain't doing it for them. You're doing it for you. absolutely agree with that and I think that once people stop trying to please the masses and and start trying to develop their following and their audience and their what some people would call a cult following I think mm. that's when they'll start enjoying the 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 fruits of their labor because you're always going to be spinning on a hamster wheel trying to please the masses you're never going to be able to please everybody not everybody is going to like you not everybody is going to hate you either so even if on on either side of that coin, if you're getting predominant love, know that there's about five people out there that can't stand your ass. Period. For balance. Period. And you know, I'm glad you say that because you have someone on your show that's coming up that didn't relate to that because uh, we're speaking of like producing and being talented and what mm-hmm. better person to have asked those questions to? Reese G. Absolutely. Absolutely love him. We had such a great such a great conversation i can't wait for y'all to hear that um and vcg like <laughs> not like me to cut you off no you're fine he is one of the people who i guess me interviewing him on ttv mm-hmm. i became a bitch because i was asking the questions that the girls was whispering about mm-hmm. and when you ask it up front you become a bitch but when they talk about it behind his back it was okay so yeah, like, like I will never understand that. Like, like, like people will say, like, oh, when you ask it, when the when the uh, person isn't there, when you you know just bring it up in the midst of co- in the midst of co- conversation, mm-hmm. you're daring, you're spicy, you mm-hmm. go there. But then when you bring it up in the person's face and you ask them the the uh, the the question directly, all of a sudden you're aggressive. You're you're yep. you're polarizing, yep. controversial. Yeah. And it's like, wait, that's But you just said what I matter. asked them in the comments when someone when it is it's yeah. But it's I had weird. my comments off on that interview that we did that around that time. I had my comments off, but I had my questions ready. Like it was so much to ask him. I didn't want to play the surface. Like we know these things. Let's ask the questions that's being whispered. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That was like that one of the highlights of 2022. I love that. So, how do you want to be remembered overall? 
just as a good person and a hard worker and a person who always made it happen for themselves. Absolutely. That's just it. Is it? That's brilliant. That's all the people need. That's really all the people need, to be perfectly honest. Um, Is there anything that you'd like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? Um... No, you covered everything. Um, yeah, you've covered everything. There's nothing like... Mm-mm. I mean, G-Status didn't work out. Hot Boys was done. All About Mike, we did two seasons. I don't know if I'm doing a third. Um, the books. Personality traits. Yeah, we covered it. All right. Mission accomplished. Love that. Accomplished. Now, my last question to you before I release you back into the wild. Period. <laughs> Where can the people find you and all the things that you would like to promote? From the books to the show, TTB interviews, ACTV, this network, that network, your your upcoming network, we wink. Oh, period, okay. Um, they can it's find me on... Period, okay? And I receive it. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> They can find me, Mike G. Riggins, on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, I don't really use Facebook like that. I'll have my Instagram stuff go there because that's what it does, but I don't really be on it like that. But Mike G. Riggins on Facebook. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Old family members, so just, yeah. Um, I literally. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Um, um, all about Mike season one, season two on ACTV, the app, ACTV Con- Connection, the app. Um, even if you want to check out Hot Boys of Hollywood, the episodes are on YouTube. Um, what else? The books are on Amazon. You just look up Mike G. Riggins or Michael G. Riggins. Um, the interviews are on my YouTube page that I've done with some of the who's who in um, LA from the web world. That's on Michael G. Riggins on YouTube. And that's it, yeah. And on that note, excuse me, that has been our show, children. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and helping me to facilitate this conversation. I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Michael Riggins, for blessing the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this, actually. Of course. I appreciate it. Make sure you come back anytime when the new book drops, when the new show drops, when the network launches, when the new talk show launches, all the things. When you decide to drop an album or something, who knows? Or if you just want to come back and shoot the shit, let me know. Period. Now, with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This this has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love all of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message. Be useful, but not used. And misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys.
What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.